Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Welcome to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, Carl, we're uh, here by ourselves. We lost Lauren this week because she's doing a lot of... uh, Fun stuff at, at what is it? Watkins Glen, I think she is at uh, racing all this weekend. She's racing. She's at Watkins Glen uh, racing, and uh, uh, I have no problem when uh, your uh, ability to podcast is preempted by going racing. I don't argue with that at all. <laughs> I, actually, I think you and me wish we were there too, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Why am I still here podcasting and not racing? What's going on? Yeah, uh, yeah. Lloyd is having a lot of fun there. So and uh, actually, I've uh, been having a, a good week. Uh, in, I'm, uh, yeah, good week. Interesting week because I'm here in uh, Germany with BMW for the new, well, what replaced the Frankfurt Auto Show. I think you were there in 2019, right? In uh, Frankfurt for the last one? I think so. Was I there? God, it seems like so long ago. It seems like such a different world when you could go yeah. to Europe without any concerns and all. But I do. I think I was there in 19. Yeah. Yeah. Like two lives ago or something like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah but uh, like. obviously a lot of things have changed since uh, we were here with the pandemic. And uh, and basically, I, I believe this is the first international show that has happened since the pandemic started because Chicago, which was it's never been or never will be a very international show, that was the last one we attended in 2020 in the U.S. And then Geneva got canceled. I, I think you were also coming to that one too. And uh, in my case, it was canceled on Friday. I was supposed to travel on Saturday. So and since then, we haven't been traveling to Europe. Uh, so it's been very interesting. So. Um, first, uh, I guess we were talking before we hit recording about the experience. It's very different, Carl. Believe me, if you want to come to Europe, you better be prepared. <laughs> so you don't just kind of breeze through those checkpoints, you know, just kind of wave and walk on through. It's a little more complex than that now, uh, Javier. Yeah, well, you can try, but they're going to stop you at the first checkpoint. <laughs> so if you even show your first class fancy ticket to go on Lufthansa or United or any airline at your local airport in the U.S. and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to Germany, I'm going to England, I'm going to Spain. Well, okay, let me, let's me let's have a talk before, before <laughs> you can get there. And that's what happened actually to me on Saturday, uh, last Saturday when I show up at the Miami airport. So basically, uh, to come to Europe, depending on the country, and now again, uh, the UK is not part of the European Union anymore, as everybody knows, because yeah. of uh, Brexit. 
So the UK demands that you have your full vaccination card with you, which is like basically the new passport to travel internationally, plus a negative PCR test within 72 hours of the party. So I went through the whole process. I got to the airport and I wasn't smart enough or... Yeah, I guess smart enough to fill up all the, the online forms that you have to do. So it took like another 30, 45 minutes to do that. And basically I went through. And then after that, after you prove all that, that kind of thing, that you were fully vaccinated, that you took your test and you you tested negative, then you get, get on the plane. Of course, on the plane, you have to wear the mask for depending where you're living from. Miami was nine hours. If you're living from LA where you are, will be a little bit longer, right? Like when you travel from uh, LA to Europe, it's uh, like 10, 12 hours? It's like 12 hours, 11 or 12 hours to get to London from LA. So all that time wearing your mask, except when you are drinking or eating because the COVID virus doesn't understand that you're eating or drinking, so it doesn't get into you while you're doing that, <laughs> I yeah, guess. Yeah, <laughs> apparently it doesn't know how to spread when you're eating or drinking. So. Yeah, exactly. So the virus is very smart. So anyway, you get to London, you go, if if you're lucky enough that not have delays and you have enough time to to go to the lounge and everything. So everybody's wearing masks because they force you to wear masks here, the airports everywhere. So anyway, finally you make it to Munich where the new international auto show that used to be Frankfurt in 2019 and now it's Munich happened. So it was very interesting because, uh, as you remember, you you were you've been to Frankfurt many many times, right? So that show yes. was more about uh, high performance luxury cars, and now everything is electric. So basically, I guess there wasn't a written rule, but if you were electric, you weren't in this show. <laughs> so wow. I don't know what uh, you saw from there, but uh, anything caught your attention from um, what you show from uh, from the U.S. in uh, from the Munich Auto Show. Well, just, yeah, that there was, you know, a lot of electric activity. Uh, you know, I didn't see any Dodge Demons or, you know, Ford no. Raptors or uh, <laughs> or even even like, you know, traditional AMG, uh, Mercedes or M3 BMWs, you know, none of that was going on. Yeah, all was basically electric. We are here with the Mercedes, uh, with the BMW, I'm sorry. So they showed, uh, well, the iX, the, which is the SUV. And then the i4, we cannot talk too much about those, but a lot of prototypes. So like uh, you were at Pebble Beach, you saw the Audi Stratus, uh, what is it called? The Sapphire, the concept uh, yeah. car from, uh, yeah. So that one was here, but it was already shown at the, um, at Pebble Beach. Uh, Mercedes-Benz actually had a lot of um, new product, but all electric, all the EQ And you add the letter that you want to at the end. It could be the E, it could be the S, it could be the G. I think the G was interesting because the G, as as you know, is the high performance off-roading vehicle from Mercedes-Benz. And now they're showing a concept, quote unquote, for for the electric version of it. The funny thing about it is that uh, you know the G wagon has the spare tire on the back of the gate, right? Right. So so when you see the electric version, 
flat tire is a square. I guess the electric cars don't get flat tires. <laughs> I, 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 or, I don't know. or they or they do get flat tires and have really bad ride quality after the tire goes flat. <laughs> so I don't know what was the concept behind that, but that really caught my attention because it's like, okay, uh, uh, yeah, you drive electric, but still the tires like need to be round. <laughs> In my maybe that's maybe that's an extra battery. So the idea is when you get a flat Javier, you can't replace the tire. You're stuck, but you have another battery, so you can sit around and like you know watch TV inside the cabin and have an extra couple days before they someone rescues you while you use the internet and stuff. Oh yeah, maybe it's like one of those squares, like uh, sail uh, shadows, like you can put in your garden and you can wait for the help. Or I don't know. That was really really weird because like. I mean, like, who thought about this? Like, a, a, a square <laughs> a replacement tire? But anyway, and then you mentioned AMG. AMG showed, like, the new models that have uh, the electrified uh, powertrain, which is interesting because if we are completely honest, Formula One has been using a hybrid car for, like, several years now. So that's that's happening. So... Let's not try to fool ourselves like the electrification process is going on and, and nothing is going to stop it, right? Like, what do you think about that? Well, nothing's going to stop it in the near term. You know, I, I still question, there's still two big questions I have about a widespread use of batteries, either electrified or 100% electric vehicles, which is, A, is there enough material out there to build enough batteries to make enough? Because that's a lot of cars. Uh, using batteries if we start to go global? And B, are they really less destructive to the planet cradle to grave? You know, uh, I just was hearing another report about how, uh, you know, between nickel metal hydride, which is the kind of obsolete old version of batteries, and then lithium ion, which is the hip new cool version. Uh, lithium ion is much, there's really nothing you can do when it's done. It's just a big block of... Yeah kind of toxic material that you can't do anything with whereas nickel metal hydride can actually be broken down and recycled so i still don't think we're even done with deciding for sure what the battery technology and science is going to be inside the batteries long-term widespread uh, you know global level just because of that reason alone so again is there enough materials to build these batteries at the level we're going to need them and is there really a way to deal with them once they're gone or is it is somewhere between six months and 16 years from now someone gonna a scientist gonna pop his head up and say you know what it's actually worse for the planet to power a car by electricity than by internal combustion oil yeah. i still let's think that's highly this. possible yes yeah let's go back to diesel <laughs> in 2035 <laughs> i'm still not convinced on that you know i'd love to have someone who i don't think has an ulterior motive come up with a lab code and a bunch of you know protractors and t-squares and all and write out the formulas that in a way that convinces me and says no we've studied it it's still better for the planet to go electric because if they can yeah. i'll i'll be on board but i haven't heard an argument yet that convinces me so yeah in any case uh, i mean all the major manufacturers are really making a big push to the electrification process including uh, bmw and we're here with them, and uh, we drove the new i4, the new i4 M50, and uh, we're going to drive tomorrow, before this podcast airs, the iX, which is the SUV. So we cannot talk much about that because it's obviously under embargo. 
But uh, on the next segment, I'm going to talk to Adam Sykes, who is the new head of communication for BMW for the whole America's continent. So like from Canada to Chile, Argentina. And uh, uh, it's very interesting because he moved to the U.S. in January of 2020. So right before the pandemic really hit. And he's been stuck basically in the U.S. And uh, he hasn't met. Have you met him? Have you? Have you ever? I've heard his him? name. I think. I mean, I think he might have been at one of the events I was at and all. But yeah, I've not really sat down and talked to him like you have. And I'm sure his timing, as you said, of him coming to the U.S. <laughs> has made his job more interesting uh, in ways he never planned on. Yeah, exactly. So the next time we're going to hear from him. And uh, hopefully next week, uh, I don't know where you're going to be. And Lauren might be maybe on the same event. And uh, again, we're, we, we've been aiming for the magic moment where the three of us will be together at a program. So maybe next week <laughs> will happen. I don't know. But let's keep hoping for that, okay? Well, nothing else. The last time I think it happened for sure was at the NACDOI drive, and that's coming up in about a month. So one way or another, we'll have to be all together when we go to the North American Car, Truck, and Utility of the Year uh, uh, event soon. Yeah, fingers crossed because, uh, oh, something else that I, I, I failed to mention to you. So on this trip, one of the participants of this trip po uh, tested positive uh -oh. for COVID. Oh, so no. while, while he was here... Now he's stuck here in Europe in quarantine for the next 10 days. So oh. I'm, I'm having a test tomorrow. Let's uh, hope it's negative so I can go back and hopefully meet you there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We want you back here. Please come back. Come back to the U.S., Javier. Please come back. Okay. Hope to see you, Carl and Lauren. And uh, so let's uh, hear about uh, what Adam has to say and uh, talk to you next week. Okay. Take care. Talk to you soon, Javier. Bye. Thank you. Well, Adam, first of all, thank you for having us here in this uh, international press event. I, I believe the first one since the pandemic and uh, must be really challenging to do it in these conditions, right? Yeah, thank you. I mean, thank you for joining us. It's great to have you guys across and to, to have the opportunity to, to look about the IAA and then to drive the cars. Uh, it is the first international program that we've done, and uh, yeah, it, 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 we have to do everything differently with all the rules in place at the moment. <laughs> a so lot of extra work, I bet. Yeah, yeah, extra work to, to make it, first of all, to make sure that everybody's safe. Of course. Uh, but then also to make sure that you can get the full experience as well, and um, it all seems to have come together this week, and uh, I think it, it will set the pace for a while. So you came to the U.S., as I understand, as head of communications in January 2020. Came, and then... came in January, the <laughs> beginning of last year. And then I had a run of very busy events. That life was normal. Yeah. And then suddenly life was not normal yeah, anymore. The, the door shut. The door shut. Corona started. We all went home. And, uh, and things changed. Yeah, very, very interesting and uh, challenging. I don't know if, in your case if you thought it was frustrating. But I, it, to me, it will be like an opportunity to do new things and i i think that's the new mantra for uh, bmw right rethink reuse so so i mean the, for me there were two perspectives to it yeah. i came to the us obviously with an idea of what i'd like <laughs> to go ahead and experience and the adventure yeah. and visit places and that all changed so you know on, on a personal side it was it was a challenge because we were then stuck in home and it's difficult to meet people yeah. and that kind of thing and really so early on there wasn't a basis set but you're right i mean what it's forced us to do is pivot and rethink how we yeah. do things, 
rethink how we engage both with associates but then also with with media uh and come up with new solutions and actually i think we've there's a lot there that we've learned that we can carry forwards as to how we can do things differently yeah and i feel like in all of industries uh i mean what we do uh the automotive industry a lot of this is going to change and stay because i yeah. think good things have come out of this too. Oh, absolutely absolutely i mean if you think about it Before, it would have been unimaginable not to fly around the world yeah. to meet experts and to sit with them and, and speak to them. Um, That's obviously a face-to-face -face conversation. Yeah, there's still no, the nothing best. replaces that. There's yeah. nothing replaces that. But we know, depending on what product it is or what topic it is, you know, you can now dial in an expert across the world. You don't yeah. have to travel. You've all got very, very busy travel schedules. So, <laughs> you know, where can we prioritize and use like a, a call or a conference over distance uh, virtually? Uh, and when do we really do the physical thing and make that count? And then moving on into the uh, the, the production of, of new cars also uh, it, during this period must have been really difficult because you have to adjust really fast because the, the industry hasn't stopped. It has no. some a little bit of bumps on the way, yeah. the cheap shortage and all those kind of things. But you kept working and now here we are with like two amazing new cars. Yeah. And so things, how, how things have adjusted uh, for you or in terms for BMW? Of, you mean in terms yeah. of production? Well, I mean, in production, first of all, we've got very flexible systems and that gives us the opportunity yeah. then to move things backwards and forwards uh, and that around the whole network around the world. So that, that's been very good. Obviously, as with any other place, putting the precautions in, the safety precautions yeah. in for the staff. Um, and then with the, with the chip situation, I mean, we, we've planned and worked very hard with the suppliers and used every little bit of flexibility also in the logistics to keep going. And it's, it's worked out really well. Yeah. yeah. So in your new role, you're in charge of the whole continent, right? From I'm Canada to Chile, Argentina on the side. The whole continent and for corporate communications and for government affairs. Wow. So yeah. you're busy. <laughs> so there's a lot going on, a lot going on. And we have three plants, obviously, yeah. because we have a Spartanburg, San Luis Potosi, and then we have our plant in... Um, in Brazil, Brazil for cars, yeah. and we have also bikes in Brazil. In Manaus. So, uh, if I understand correctly, Spartanburg is now the biggest plant in the world for BMW. It is the biggest plant in the world for BMW. So, all the X family is built there. Pretty much all the X family is built most there. Most of the world, most right? of it. There are a couple elsewhere, yeah. but the, that's really what we call our global uh, uh, center of competence for SUVs. Yeah. But uh, here, the new IX, it's built here in Germany, I believe. The 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 so the the X the IX. That's right. The IX is built in Dingolfing. Um, and that was a decision as much as anything is that with, with such a, an important vehicle to have it close to the to the uh, fits where we have all the innovation yeah. going on so that you have the engineers working closely together across design, development and production to make sure it all comes together. And that brings us to this week. We, we came here for the new Munich Auto Show would yep. replace uh, Frankfurt. Uh, the last one was in 2019. And now, I mean, being, being uh, based in Munich... BMW must be very happy to have that. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a home game, so to yeah. speak. Uh, and we're very proud that we have it in the city because obviously then it, it draws more attraction to, to yeah. BMW as well and gives us more opportunity to do things at the show and around the show, especially with you visiting, uh, and not just be, if you will, on the show stand, but be able to go and look at the rest of what we're doing in, so in the country. So at the show, we saw several uh, vehicles, uh, all the, the new things, but basically the 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 star of the show was the iVision Circular. Correct. Completely made from recycled materials. Correct. And again, going back to that uh, four uh, mantra thing, uh, uh -huh. rethink, reuse, recycle, and... Uh, one was reimagine. Reimagine, so. yeah. So, and, and that's like really, the, obviously, the name says it, the vision for the company, maybe right. 2040 or whatever. But uh, 
BMW always been known for like amazing high performance cars and now yeah. with this electrification era some might say it's a little bit late but as we were uh, we heard from the board member last night it's the right time like you're coming I, in exactly when people are like being convinced that this might work or will work i i agree i mean it is i think it's the right time to bring it out Uh, and what we've got to say is, it's it's not that we've not been doing anything. This uh, oh, no. at the end of this year, we'll have the i three has been in in uh, production uh, what nine 10 years, years? Nine yeah, years almost, yeah. yeah. And then, and we come the end of this year, we'll have a million electrified vehicles on the wow. road. And for us, the 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 real thing has been we have the experience of having vehicles that long in customer hands. Yeah. So it's not just planning for something on paper. We've taken all of the learning from the i three, the i eight, the all of the the PHEVs that we've got out there. Uh, and gen we're up to the fifth generation of battery and all of that knowledge from having customers yeah. has gone into that work so i think we've got a solid uh, solid offering coming out now and and the technology in there is based on customer experience and i remember actually uh, i believe it was in la maybe eight ten years ago when mm -hmm. you have a seven series with the hydrogen system right. and i remember on the side of a car it says we're ready when you are meaning yeah. the infrastructure right. the market and everything so like it's been not that a work that started last week. No. Obviously, it's been years and years and a lot of talented people working around that. Right? Absolutely. And I think that, that comes to the time, timing point that you mentioned before. Now's the right time because we see that the you know the customer appetite and confidence with yeah. the technology's grown the the infrastructure's coming more there's still a long way to go but I think we've got a good level base there to be able to go ahead and uh, and help the customers engage. Yeah, so unfortunately for now, for our audience, we cannot talk too much about the cars that we've driven this week here. <laughs> right. But I can tell you, it it's a big difference. I mean, oh, yeah. completely convinced that uh, it's, it's the right combination. So uh, that's as much I want to say for now. <laughs> uh, and the, the other thing I want to mention, uh, you mentioned the FIS, the Development Center. Mm-hmm. And I met a couple of people there, well, a lot of people, obviously. Uh -huh. And then I met the engineer for the i4, the program manager for the i4, right. David Ferrofino. Ferrofino, yeah. And like, amazing story. And that's what I love coming to, as you said, like, nothing replaces the right. person person uh, right. uh, contact. So his story is amazing. He came from Bolivia, like an right. 18-year-old, to Germany, to study. And now he's the head of the program for one of the of these amazing new cars. Yeah. And and, and that's, that's what makes. I always try to tell the people, like, cars are amazing and like you get in you turn on the ac the volume and yeah. like you think it's like magic no there's a lot of work there there's a huge amount of work david's story is amazing yeah. uh from from a dream as a kid yeah. in bolivia to here he is one of our most talented engineers and uh and he drives the program incredibly well to produce this result and uh and also you know the benefit for us as a corporation is that it drives that international outlook as well. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So it's not just Germans. We've got a very broad uh, cross-section of, of nationalities in the FITS, in absolutely. the R&D center. And, you know, David is, is, is you know, one of, the, one of the key guys in that respect as well. And it keeps us all grounded. Yeah, and going back to the San Luis Potosi plant, I'm from Mexico. And right. unfortunately, in the past few years, or maybe more than a few, uh-huh. Not very good news have come out of Mexico, except for automotive industry. And BMW right. started there. And he was telling me, David, that uh, when you started working on that project 10 years ago, there uh -huh. was like nothing in that no. area. No, it was... And now it's like a very developed area, like a yeah. lot of new jobs. So like that brings good for everybody, not only for it, BMW. It, it, that's right. I mean, we have 3,000 people working at the plant, but we have, you know, 30,000 jobs created because you've got Amazing. everybody yeah. else who benefits from it. 
and uh, and that's a that's a still still a young plant, but they've done their a, a huge milestone recently with the two series coupe that's gone yeah, into production. We saw it, yeah. And uh, and you know it's it's been taken care of by the Mexican team. It's all been done locally, uh, and and it's a beautiful car, Mexican born for the all the world, right? For all the world, yeah. It's, it's Mexican born in in two respects. One, the design is Mexican, yeah. Jose Casas. Wow. Uh, and secondly, it is produced exclusively in Mexico for the world. That's amazing. Well. Again, thank you for the opportunity for meeting these amazing people, the, the amazing cars and this beautiful site also. So thank you for bringing us to Munich again. Thanks for joining us. It's been great to have you here yeah. and uh, enjoy the rest of the trip. Thank you. Thanks. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.